Is Newsmax selling out to China? We find out. The FBI arrests a Michigan woman for threatening an election official for not certifying the results. And we go through Trump's response to the stimulus bill and why it is so bad. And we go through what is in it. But before we get into this, please have to be like, subscribe, and post notifications on new every single day. Also, I need about 55 more patrons in order to uh, open up my own studio. And when that happens, I'll give you this show full time. Now, let's get into this. FBI agents arrest a woman for sending pictures of a mutilated body and threatening the family of election officials who refused to certify Biden's win in Michigan. Now, we're going to get into this story. We know this was happening, and it's so happy. It's so satisfying to see law enforcement actually do something about these crazy leftist Democrats that are trying to, you know, steal the election through threats. FBI arrests a woman for sending pictures of a mutilated body, whatever. So... Uh, Caitlin Jones, 23, she's 23 years old, was charged with threatening violence through interstate commerce in connection to a threat that were sent to Monica Palmer. Palmer was slammed for refusing to certify and then attempting to rescind her vote to certify the close, the close to 878,000 votes in Michigan's largest county. The election officials received numerous threats, texts from an unknown person who is a cell phone number of a six, uh, 269 area code. Now, this wasn't just threats on Twitter. This was threats directly to the politicians or to the election, to the elected uh, the officials that will certify. Company records showed that a, two, a 269 number uh, that was made 10 minutes before Palmer got her first threatening message. In addition to the text, Palmer was also uh, sent threatening messages on her Instagram page on November 18th from a username. Uh, I'm not going to even read the username. Palmer's uh, address, phone number, and her husband's phone number were shared by the user. Now, th this is crazy. These, these Democrats think they're so entitled. They think they're so immune to anything. They're just doing everything like from their Instagram accounts, from their phone number. And they, they, just, they just think that they're so immune. And for the most part, they kind of, a lot of the, pop, the higher up Democrats have been immune to a lot of stuff. But it's glad to see something like this happen. A New Hampshire woman has been arrested for sending pictures of a mutilating female body and threatening the, the family of a Michigan election official who refused to certify the results for Joe Biden. And remember when this was originally breaking, this was originally happening. This, this uh, actually made them, uh, I think they said they were going to certify because of the threats, and then they undid it, and it made a whole big thing. So it actually did have an impact on how the people who certify, if they certify or not. It did have an effect on the, on the process. So Caitlin Jones, 23, is accusing, accused of calling Wayne County Chairwoman Monica Palmer a racist B-word and a terrorist after she refused to confirm those votes. President Trump called Palmer on Tuesday, November 17th, after she uh, revisited her, uh, her re revised her vote. Sorry, I'm burping a little bit. After she revised her vote to express his gratitude for her support. The threatening uh, violence uh, through interstate commerce charges against Jones stemmed from an FBI investigation probing the fallout from the Trump's defeat, you know, quote-unquote defeat, in the election uh, and unsubstantiated uh, allegations of election fraud. I love how every single article has to say that Trump lost, and um, what what uh, I think the Washington Post or whatever they always say what the other media says. Daily Wire doesn't say it like this, but they always say this particular phrase: unsubstantiated conspiracy theories. 
that the election was stolen. That's what they always say. Um, in this article, they're just saying Trump lost and it's unsubstantiated allegations of voter fraud. I mean, <laughs> we got tons of proof. We got poll watchers, hundreds, maybe even thousands of poll watchers with affidavits. Listen, there's so much evidence of voter fraud, it is overwhelming. The election officials received numerous threatening texts from, text from an unknown person whose cell phone number, damn, uh, let's see, Damn it was damn it was not hard finding all your information disgusting racist bitch one text reads according to the criminal complaint and an FBI affidavit I don't tolerate people like you in fact I consider you to be a terrorist and you know and you know what happens to terrorists FBI special agent said in affidavit the messages were immediately followed by two graphic photos of a bloody deceased you know uh, mutilated woman lying on the ground. The number was traced back on the app Text Me Inc. Company records that showed a 269 number that was made 10 minutes before Palmer got her first threatening message. FBI agents then tracked the IP address that was connected to the Text Me account, finding an IP address subscriber and matched uh, the Olivet uh, native's mother, Linda Johnson according to the affidavit. Therefore, the account that used a 269 that sent threatening messages to Palmer was created at, at Linda Jones's residence. So they, they, she used the service, and they basically tracked the IP through the service to find out where the account was created and everything. So feel free to leave these disgusting uh, racists uh, a nice little message on their voicemail or for, or for more fun, stop by their house. She posted on her Instagram. Racist B, another post, reads, You separate posts that include a photo of Palmer and her friends, and a user shared, Your daughter is beautiful. I'd sick be ashamed if something happened to her. Hmm, I'll be ashamed if something happened to your daughter at school. So this was the woman threatening the kids and the family of the official that would certify the vote. The Democrats do not want to win on merits of, here's how we're going to disprove your voter fraud. Here's how we're going to disprove that. They're just trying to buy time. They're just trying to stall time. They're just trying to threat. They're just trying to stiff arm everybody in the submission so this way they can get Biden sworn in and make it official and by that time is too late. They're not trying to win this legally. They're not trying to win this the right way. They're not trying to instill confidence in our election process. All they want to do is threatening, threaten people. All they want to do is buy time, install time, and, and steal this one. That is all they want to do. Did Newsmax completely sell out? Now, if you're listening to Newsmax, this is going to be the most important interview that I conducted that you guys need to listen to. Now, on screen is John Tobacco. He was on Newsmax, and he said some things. He gave a disclaimer about Dominion and, and Smartmatic voting systems. So I went out of my way, and I did a pre-recorded interview with him uh, to clarify why he was saying what he said. This is part of the pre-recorded interview. Why he was saying what he said. Um, so I'm going to play out what he originally said. Then we're going to go into the interview explaining it. And this is very important. If you're listening and watching Newsmax, please send this video to your friends so this way they understand what is going on. Since Election Day, uh, various guests, attorneys, and elected officials have appeared on Newsmax and offered opinions and claims about Smartmatic and Dominion Systems, both companies that offer voting software in the U.S., and uh, Newsmax would like to clarify its news coverage and note 
that it has not reported as true certain claims made about these companies. There are several facts our viewers and readers should be aware of. Newsmax has found no evidence that either Dominion or Smartmatic owns the other or has any business associated. I'm going to cut it short. As you can see, this is a legal disclaimer he's giving. He's saying we might have said these things on air, but we have found no official proof and evidence of it. I give those disclaimers all the time on my Facebook page, on my YouTube page, just to avoid being sued and avoid being taken off. Now, this is piece of the interview because he was receiving massive backlash. Now, I asked him this question. Why did Newsmax have to say that disclaimer? And this is how he responded. Than to report that news I messed it up as a little well. bit. Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me. So, yeah, I, uh, I believe Newsmax had me read that disclaimer yesterday because uh, they, along with a bunch of other networks, I guess, have come under attack. Uh, by the forces of evil, um, these people that are around Smartmatic and Dominion and these other companies that have a lot of questionable foundings, origins, uh, their successes in the past. Uh, I myself personally broke the news about a month ago that I found a bunch of uh, strange correlations between uh, Dominion and Smartmatic and uh, Sequoia, the founding company. There is, uh, in my view, some evidence out there that uh, Lord Malik Brown, who was uh, very close to George Soros, was part of an investment team that built a bunch of shell companies uh, that kind of took Sequoia and split it into Dominion and Smartmatic and uh, they were also the subject of some really bad uh, election screw-ups in the Philippines uh, way back, I think, in 2005, 2006. So I think um, the attack on the news media uh, with threats of defamation and lawsuits, uh, while many people are saying, oh, this is horrible, they're selling out and they're giving up, I think um, when you're an objective news organization, uh, the way to do it is to get out there and say what you know and then try not to be blamed for the opinions of your experts and on-air talent. So um, to me, I think they had us read that script yesterday um, to get a whole bunch of stuff out of the way and put themselves on the record for what they know personally. And uh, I think the whole statement was based on uh, at this time and if there is some new information that comes out, I'm sure they'd love nothing more than to report that news as well. Now, the next question I asked him, what was the backlash you received from it? Because a lot of people were going after him, giving him, you know, S for it because of he was the one that was saying it. So a lot of people were actually making fun of him. But a lot of the people making fun of him were just making fun of his name and, you know, making uh, racial uh, jokes because he's Italian, which, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess it's okay to make fun of Italians. Ah, Joey <laughs> Salads. The old backlash question. Well, <laughs> nobody knows as good about uh, backlash as you um, because even when you do stuff that seems outrageous, you're making kind of intelligent points and you get all kinds of hatred throughout the Internet. I always say this, Joe. Um, bad press is better than no press, number one. Um, over 5 million people, for whatever reason, saw my mug talking about news on Newsmax TV. And I think that the platform I have 
personally has expanded because of this. And I also think, you know what? Um, there's, there's no love without hate. So you got to have haters, um, but we just want the love to supersede the hate. And, uh, you know, I always say this too to my staff that the haters are actually good for business because you can't go super viral if you don't have some haters helping you. So sometimes the haters are good for business. And the last thing I'll say, Joe, um, as proud Staten Islanders both, many of the negative comments about me were pointed at that I'm a gangster, I'm a guido, I'm a dummy, I'm a dope, I have a fake name, I have a terrible accent. And in a time when the cancel culture is so sensitive and all this other crap and you can't even call someone him or her and you can have girls, boys participating in girls sports by what they mentally identify as, um, the Italian white male can be attacked un unfettered. The Italian white male can be attacked at any time and no one will speak up for you. But if I said some of those things or you said some of the things with a similar racial stereotype about any other race, um, we would be canceled in two seconds. So the backlash is there. Um, I stand on my principles. I have my own personal feelings about whether or not there was interference. Um, but when you're at a big corporate network like that, you do what they ask or you step away. And I've been with Newsmax for four years. I know what they're doing. People who are sane know what they're doing. They have to cover themselves and prevent these evildoers from coming in and trying to put them out of business. So we give you the disclaimer and we move on. And the haters gonna hate. Thank you. Now that's 100% true, especially about the backlash question, because the more backlash you have, uh, the more the more that really pretty much sells. Um, now, I asked this other question. What do you want to say to the people who say you and Newsmax are sellouts for doing such? And I think this is probably the most important part of this interview. Eh, Joe, you know, I don't know. I, I, I've been with Newsmax for four years. And, um, you know, from the very beginning, we were in 20 million homes. We were in 35 million homes. We were in 40 million homes. Uh, thing started blowing up to 70 million homes on election night. People started realizing, hey, Fox is captured, man. Fox is with them. And people went to Newsmax to find the refreshing new alternative. So to me, um, I say to the people out there who say Newsmax sold out, uh, you're reading it wrong, okay? And Newsmax isn't selling out. Newsmax is a growing concern. They're the fastest growing cable network in America. And if Newsmax doesn't do little things to keep themselves in the strongest legal position, uh, they may not be around very long. And let me tell you this. I can tell you firsthand being inside that building for a long time, knowing the senior most levels of management, they are 100% supportive of Donald Trump. And if there were an iota of information that they could verify and they knew it would help the president, if I know that company like I think I do, they'd be reporting that in seconds. So uh, don't give up on us, baby. Give us another shot. Take a look at Newsmax as a place that's doing what they got to do to keep bringing you the news you want to hear instead of jumping to a knee-jerk conclusion right away that they've sold out and they've joined the left. There's a lot more to this story to be told. 
Stay tuned to Newsmax. Salads, thanks a lot, brother. I got to get going, but uh, I have you. I'm, I'm ready to come back anytime you need me. Uh, thank you very much, bro. Appreciate it. First off, thank you, John, for joining. I'm definitely going to have him back on the show. We can talk more about other things. But this is, this is very important. Because right now, Newsmax is a threat to the establishment, a threat to the Democrats, a threat to the established order, especially the mainstream media established order. Newsmax is going in its own direction, similar to how we're doing on this show right now. And if they don't do what they have to do to survive, they're going to be fighting legal battles against multiple multi-billion dollar corporations. That's a battle something Newsmax will not win. Something they'll have to spend tens of millions of dollars out of pocket on legal fees. And if they lose, who knows how many millions of dollars they would have to pay. So that's why I do it on my show. And that's how Newsmax has to do it. Especially when you get a threat of a lawsuit, you kind of got to read off, um, do, you know, uh, Newsmax, we have found no official claims that are legally represented about these claims, blah, blah, blah. Wink, 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 wink. And you're kind of giving like this wink nod to the camera. It's like, this is what we got to do. There's a vibe. This is not a fight that we can fight and win. Even if we do win this fight, we still lose because we had to enter this fight to begin with. So it's either you go through this whole big rigmarole. Hopefully one day this won't even be necessary. Either you go through this whole big rigmarole, your business gets threatened and or completely destroyed just by going through the process, or you could read this piece of paper and give a little wink nod to the camera. Hey, I'll take the wink nod to the camera because you got to pick your battles very strategically. A lot of people rip on me saying, oh, I can't believe you give a disclaimer. I can't believe you censor yourself. Listen, it's either, would you rather me give a disclaimer? Would you rather me censor myself and wink at the camera? You guys know what I'm saying. Or would you rather me completely banned and deleted off the internet? And you'll never hear a word from me ever again. Same exact thing with Newsmax. Would you rather them read out a disclaimer for five minutes out of their 24-7 broadcasting seven days a week? Or... Would you rather them go and deal with tens of millions of dollars worth of lawsuits and just go out of business, whether they win those lawsuits or not? You got to pick your battle strategically. It's the, the battle against the Democrat and the establishment and the elites and the established order and the mainstream media. That battle is a very complicated and difficult battle to win. And you cannot always just run into those battles and every single battle gun ho, ho if you want to win the war. It's not about you got to pick your battle strategically and you'll win the war. Because if you take every single battle along the way, you will lose the war. That's what people tell me on Instagram. I'll delete posts on Instagram a lot because fact checkers will start to go through my page and start, I'm going to fact check this, fact check this, fact check that. And you get enough fact check flags. One, the first punishment is they throw you out of the algorithm. And the second punishment is they delete your account. Hey, this is a battle I do not want to ba battle. I do not want to go back and forth with Facebook and Instagram and the fact checkers to try to get one post out of my thousands of posts reinstated. I'll cut my losses, delete this post, and continue fighting the war. Got to be strategic. A lot of people, you can't just run into the battlefield, gun-ho, and get lit up. You just can't. That's just not how this game works. And I, and I hope people listening and watching understand that because I personally also have received backlash from a lot of my followers who don't understand that. That's just the reality of the game. 
As you know, Trump vetoed the horrible stimulus package, and I know you probably already watched this video of Trump responding to it on why it is so bad, but we're going to watch it together and break it down because he goes through so many important points that I think we should talk about more. So I'm going to play it for us right now. Before I play it, please either be a like and subscribe to the video every single day. Throughout the summer, Democrats cruelly blocked COVID relief legislation in an effort to advance their extreme left-wing agenda and influence the election. Then, a few months ago, Congress started negotiations on a new package to get urgently needed help to the American people. It's taken forever. However, the bill they are now planning to send back to my desk is much different than anticipated. It really is a disgrace. For example, among the more than 5,000 pages in this bill, which nobody in Congress has read because of its length and complexity. Real quick, on that point, AOC was complaining about how long the bill was to read before voting. So was Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz was also ashamed of the useless spending within the bill. But guess what? Even though Ted and AOC both agreed on the bill being too long to read, AOC still voted yes. But Ted Cruz voted no. And that's the difference between Republicans and Democrats. And that's the problem with government as a whole. Because there were some Republicans that voted and acted just like AOC. But we have some true Republicans office like Rand Paul, uh, Ted Cruz, and a few others that they'll say, hey, this is no good and actually vote no. Where the Democrats, on the other hand, every single one of them, even if they said this is no good, they still voted yes. It's called the COVID relief bill. But it has almost nothing to do with COVID. This bill contains $85.5 million for assistance to Cambodia, $134 million to Burma, $1.3 billion for Egypt and the Egyptian military, which will go out and buy almost exclusively Russian military equipment. See, that right there. If we're going to give money to a certain military and they're going to go and buy their guns from somewhere else, we're pretty much giving Russia money at that point. And Trump realizes this. Trump knows this. The Democrats, they must be in bed. See, Trump, oh, uh, he, Trump, they think Putin stole the election for Trump. But yet Trump here is blocking potential hundreds of billions of dollars that can go to Russia indirectly through Egypt. Hmm, maybe it's the Democrats that have some type of collusion with Russia. That's why they're doing it this way. Even if we were to give $100 billion to Egypt and then they were to buy their guns from the U.S., that's a wash. We're giving them free guns plus cash on top. What is the point of any of that? $25 million for democracy and gender programs in Pakistan. You know what we really need to do during a major economic crisis where 90% of businesses are going out of business? Let's give tens of millions of dollars to Pakistan gender studies. Oh my gosh, these Democrats make me sick. $105 million to Belize, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, and Panama. $40 million for the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., which is not even open for business. $1 billion for the Smithsonian and an additional $154 million for the National Gallery of Art. Likewise, these facilities are essentially not open. That's how the rich keep their wealth through art. So, uh, you want to talk about who's corrupt and in bed with the billionaires? Huh? Maybe it's whoever wrote that bill. $7 million for reef fish management. 
$25 million to combat Asian carp, $2.5 million to count the number of amberjack fish in the Gulf of Mexico, a provision to promote the breeding of fish in federal hatcheries, $3 million in poultry production technology, $2 million to research the impact of downed trees, $566 million for construction projects at the FBI. The bill also allows stimulus checks for the family members of illegal aliens, allowing them to get up to $1,800 each. This is far more than the Americans are given. Just That's 100% like the, the a big problem. The Democrats are trying to buy in votes. They're trying to keep illegal immigrants already dependent on the system. This way, when they can vote, or if they're voting illegally, they continuously vote for the Democrats. The Democrats care more about illegal immigrants. They care more about other countries than they do about the American people. And guess what? Trump knows this. Trump realizes this. And Trump is actively fighting against it. Despite all of this wasteful spending and much more, the $900 billion package provides hardworking taxpayers with only $600 each in relief payments. And not enough money is given to small businesses, and in particular restaurants, whose owners have suffered so grievously they were only given a deduction for others to use in business their restaurant for two years. This two-year period must be withdrawn which will allow the owners to obtain financing and get their restaurants back in condition. Congress can terminate it at a much later date, but two years is not acceptable. It's not enough. Small business owners need to get fat checks, in my opinion. They need to get ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollar checks to keep their lights on and keep them running because they are in massive debt. And when you give a restaurant and a business owner ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars, that money is immediately going right back to the people, to the workers, to the bills that they did not pay, to their mortgages, which then goes to the insurance, to the loan companies, insurance companies that do also have employees. You give the bulk of the money to restaurant owners and small business owners, that all of that money is immediately going right back to the people, to the bills, to the debt, and that's how that that would actually do good. If like if I I am against any type of spending bill, the only problem with this is. The government has created this problem. Honestly, I think it would be best to just open up the entire country, obviously. But the Democrats are obviously fighting back against that. You need government to fix government, and then that creates more government issues. I don't know. It creates an absolute mess. But if I was to support any type of spending bill, it would be to give only small businesses and, I guess, the Americans who are in you know dire need, to give them direct checks, especially small business owners, because you can give $10,000 to a small business owner, and then so-and-so Jimmy over there will get his $1,000 check of back pay. Or Jimmy over there can go back into work because now they can afford to do whatever they're doing. Uh, so that that is the one thing that I would support the most. So you want to stimulate the economy, that would stimulate it. Congress found plenty of money for foreign countries, lobbyists, and special interests while sending the bare minimum to the American people who need it. It wasn't their fault. It was China's fault, not their fault. I am asking Congress to amend this bill and increase the ridiculously low $600 to $2,000 or $4,000 for a couple. 
I'm also asking Congress to immediately get rid of the wasteful and unnecessary items from this legislation and to send me a suitable bill, or else the next administration will have to deliver a COVID relief package, and maybe that administration will be me, and we will get it done. Thank you very much. Damn right, Trump. I think Trump knows he's going to win this election. With, with the election, what's probably going to happen, it's going to go to Pence. Pence is going to uh, decline the, the electoral votes that came in from the states, and it's going to go to a state, one state, one vote. That's probably most likely what is going to happen, especially with all these claims of fraud and the everything going on, all the, the cases going to the Supreme Court. That's most likely what's going to happen, and I think Trump knows that. Now, I was thinking the other day, why doesn't Trump just have the Insurrection Act to end lockdowns? Um, and I think, because, you know, he's not going to play, he doesn't have to play the political game anymore if he, you know, quote-unquote lost. If Trump lost, and he knows he lost, he wouldn't need to play the political game anymore, and he can go scorched earth in a good way and end the Democrats' tyranny to the best of his power. But he's not doing that. And the reason why he's not doing that is because I think he knows, like, behind the scenes, he knows if he won or not. And I think he knows he's going to win. This is why he's still playing the political game. And maybe after he wins, then he's going to do what he has to do because then there'll be less pushback from the Democrats for doing what he's doing. Um, then he, obviously he won't have to worry about re-election. So if he lost, you know, if he knows he lost, he would be going scorched earth destroying the Democrats right now. But he's not. That is one of the major reasons why I think you know, I, I think I know He's going to win this election. Let me know what you guys think. Also, thank you for watching. If you want to listen to the full episode of this podcast, if you're not already there, go type in the Joey Saladino Show on all the podcast apps. Go subscribe there. Also, I need about 55 more monthly patrons, at least 5 to $50 a month if you can, and I'll have enough funding to open up my own studio, and I can give you guys a full-time show, and we can replace the mainstream media. So uh, thank you for watching. Please like, subscribe, turn the pulse notifications on. I give you a podcast every single day. Uh, I try my best not to miss a day. Sometimes I'm traveling. But anyway, guys, thanks for watching and listening. Peace out.